wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. It's time for the three-on-one podcast. I am Matt Ryan, joined, as always, by two of my favorite people. They are Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond. And while we've got some people from the Sunshine State uh, joining us on the podcast, Woody Ness, Charles, and Joey Bate joining us here on the program. And know that O on his hat does not mean the O-Town Orange. There was an entire, like, 35 seconds where it got real awkward and tense when Corey made light of that. He might as well have spat on his shoes and said that he can't break dance for shit because that's basically how that went down. Well, if you're if you're a, a fan of the parlay, which is our guys' podcast down there in the Florida Division, then you know that Joey is, if not the, among the biggest fans of a, a certain player from the O-Town Orange, which I think we'll get into later. So I was just a little confused because his fandom sometimes shows in these situations. And uh, me being the pod father that he's dubbed me, I just wanted to make sure that it was You're either the po- A. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're the pod father? I don't know. But listen, I don't make these things up. Um, I just go with them. And when they benefit me and sound pretty damn cool, I'm not going to let them just sl- <laughs> slide under the rug. Um, but you, you guys, like you guys are the ones that call yourselves uh, variations of my name, in which Big Rob is Corey Handsome. You know and the vibes. Stop playing with me, Corey Handsome. Because, because little, little known to our our audience here, Matt Ryan is also one of the better singers uh, this side of the Mississippi. So he's Corey Hanson, and somehow I just get to keep my own name. But uh, welcome to the show, guys. You've but, but already you gotten the. I, I keep Corey setting Hammond, records Corey Hammond, like, Right. He he says his name three times. I'm going to let the Corey Hammonds, Corey Hammond. Wow, you already Corey. know that um, Corey Hammonds going to Corey Hammond. There it is. Dylon yeah. shit. But yeah. it's the gentlemen from the parlay, welcome like to the three on one podcast. I'm assuming your podcast is more organized than this fire drill that we do on a weekly basis for the last 32 <laughs> weeks. Damn. Somehow. Um, but how's the feeling right now in Florida? heading into your fourth season and third season in the a7fl 
what's that feeling like and what's the temperature for some of these teams like the O-Town Orange who are coming back into the league? You want to take this one, Joey? Yeah, so, I mean, as far as the uh, the O-Town Orange coming back into the league, we really don't know what to expect from them. Um, so we can't even really see who's on their roster. So there's a big question mark, you know, above their name right now. Uh, we've been hearing some some rumors, some mutters of some players that they've acquired, um, some players that have moved over to that team and kind of we kind of have a feeling of what we uh, we're going to expect out of them. They have a whole brand new coach who we've never seen before. So I guess week one, um, you know, we'll kind of see a little bit of what their game plan is going into uh, their first game of the season playing the A team. Um, but I mean, other than that, you know, I really don't know what to expect from the, uh, the O-Town Orange. And then as far as the, uh, the night crawlers, you know, the night crawlers are going to be the night crawlers. Uh, they picked up some, some key players to, uh, to say the least. Um, it's, it's, it's a scary team to watch this year. Um, but I mean, you know, like, like you talked about, Rob, iron's going to be sharpening iron. You know, we're going to get to kind of beat the shit out of each other a little bit down here and, you know, may the winner come out on top and then head up to Ohio. Head up to Ohio. Yeah, for the, like... for the final four, the West up the Eastern Conference Championship. Joey's, That's... Joey's, okay. Joey's home, home area. I don't know if it's a hometown, <laughs> if it's a state. Well, we're going to be in Cincinnati. I believe uh, Joey's from Columbus, if I'm correct. No, up, how... way up north. Because uh, does... you're, wearing, you're wearing the Ohio State hat, making me think, oh, you're from the Columbus area. No, I'm no, no. Just, just, just a hard Buckeye fan. Move down so you're the, basically uh, you're basically like a Canadian almost. <laughs> I guess you could say that, eh? eh? He said, oh, that was smooth. That was, that was he, smooth. he knows Canadians. That's not that, that was based on experience, not just the he guess. said, hey, and that man said he knows Canadian. Corey, you are wild. So I think you're hiding the lead, Joey, because you're playing the you're playing the good role as the quarterback of the Orlando Ghosts, and I do have to say, uh, in, in some of the film that I've watched, we talked about it on your podcast. I, I am impressed, though, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see in, in a second full year uh, in the system with the team that you have around you what you guys can build with. Um, I got a chance to play with a guy that you are, are familiar with, and Mark Cooper, and you know, I I kind of like was introduced to him by watching your guys' film, and I appreciate the quarterback, Joey, and of course, and and. Hey, do what you got to do. But just to bring out a little bit of the Joey podcast guy, tell us a little bit about that rumor that we're hearing about the O-Town Orange and maybe uh, uh, something, maybe even the three-on-one podcast orchestrated because the last time we had like a Florida-only show, we had Coach Lane, who is the O-Town Orange coach. And I don't, I don't, I don't specifically remember who the other guest was, even though everybody uh, from the Florida division was, was, was texting us the day after. Um, trying to remind me, but Joey, Joey, who would you, who would you say would, would, would be that guy? And, and uh, what is your take on him and uh, his potential arrival there this season? So uh, I think the player that you are referencing is who, who's the front runner to be the comeback player of the year for the, the Florida division. And that is not, did he not play all season last year though? Oh, he, he did. He just wasn't relevant. Walked all over him. (laughs) He went from division Damn, championship God. year one, Mr. Right. MVP to one and four. Mm. Bottom of who, the division. Wait, wait, who are we talking about? What's his name? Woody, uh, Woody, you you invoke the name so my guy Joey gets a little bit of uh of, of breathing room here because 
Woody, you got to get you guys back. You guys are podcast buddies. You're, you're ghosts together. And I don't mean in that in the, the, the paranormal sense that, uh, you know, Matt Ryan over here keeps on talking about what's going to happen to me after the you uh, week one. Um, it's going to be the so, only so ghost where you, you, get you, a, talking you about? Gotta get a DUI. Hey, <laughs> hey now. It's getting... When you get the E&J port on you. Do the field ghost? sobriety test. I'm not going to drink the E&J. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's hilarious. Oh, so it's like a, a gut situation. When or like yeah, when it's you like, it's, it's like a Nickelodeon slime, except for the slime bear. is yeah, browner. It's a double bear situation. You know, what Rob, you never watched Double Bear? No, I'm just listening to Corey describe it. It sounds nasty. Yeah, that, that was wild. You, you don't want to get <laughs> gacked, my guy? That was wild. Is no. that a pause? <laughs> I don't pause, pause? man. I only pause you, Corey. I don't pause man. All right, fair. So <laughs> so Joey and Woody pause. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to get that out of the way so we don't say that. Um who are we talking about? And and no. can we put this show back on the rails by mentioning the the hypothetical quarterback for the orange and the hypothetical front runner for comeback player of the year? Out of respect for you guys, I literally just got into it with this guy last night on the on the Florida chat. So oh, oh, we're please, talking please, yeah. Please, so please. out of respect for you guys, I'm going to say his name and, and answer the question. Uh, it's Devon Gray. Uh, everybody knows that's the guy who won MVP year one down here in Florida. Went up there. Got his tail spanked by the U. I think they put 80 oh, on. Oh, I yeah, didn't even show up for that game. Yeah, <laughs> big, yeah, big, big slice of humble pie. Well, so we thought. Um, he came back the next season. They went what one, one and four. Um, we bounced him in the playoffs that they shouldn't even have been in. Um, mm. But he ran his. I'm barely lead. Sorry, fellas. He ran his team into the ground this offseason. Uh, they basically kicked him off the team, and he went running to the orange, and now he's feeling himself on the Old Town Orange. So he's now the quarterback of the Old Town Orange, even though there's players from the 18 that went to the Orange to get away from him. Now they're stuck with him. So. <laughs> now they're stuck with his ass. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, hate to, hate to blame the lead. Hate to, hate to bury the lead, but this is, you asked. So that's the that's the Old Town Orange. And and that's, that's going to be a fun situation because I think, um, you know, regardless of what we say about Devon uh-huh. as uh, an overall player, he does bring that that speed at the quarterback position, which, you know, as, as anybody on defense has seen him play, you, you do definitely have to be on your toes. And for a lot of the conversation that he brought both on the, the three-on-one podcast when he was on, but he's also been very vocal about, you know, his situation going into last year. He did have, you know, what I would say, and, you know, because Ryan Shamar decided to text me out of the blue for no reason he had a little bit of a better excuse than having a child I mean the guy literally just got out right and I would say that that's a little bit more to deal with when you're the starting quarterback than having a child and a little bit of lack of sleep when you're the the manager and uh, defensive coordinator for your team Ryan Shamar stop shooting me dms about our game because you don't even remember our bet they're gonna smoke your boots Corey. for every time you say <laughs> you mention him and that kid you're gonna get your boots i smoked. did it. listen rob yes or no did, did i not play it as cool as possible in last week episode yes as or no cool as you, as cool as you can possibly play. i didn't say anything spicy about the you no I mean, right and i did i still get the did i still get the message so at this we point, got the message it. collectively. Yeah, why I, did he even involve you? 
I don't know. You know why? Because you were the one saying this shit. He was blaming me. I don't know what y'all were doing. Wait, what did I say? I said that you might get smoked this year? No, what we said as a collective was that worst case scenario for you is that they're four and three. And what Ryan Shamar took from that is that, what, you guys think we're one and four? That's literally, like, I'm looking at the, 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 the message right now. Oh, we're one and four. Yeah, and we only oh, said yeah, we never three. That's what I said. But anyway, said that shit. I don't know. so again, he still must not be getting the right amount of sleep, which is no excuse at this point. The kid's old enough. Look at a cut cord. Rob, when's that game? <laughs> one o'clock, March twenty-six. What's what's oh, the spread on that one? No. Oh, the spread. Right listen, listen, you got to even get if you want you the spread. Or how bad it's going to be. You got to get in touch with the the snow trap to see if I mean starting that game. But anyway, um, yes. Back to, to the Florida division. Yeah. And no, Joey, I'm not going to be the offensive coordinator for the Ghosts. But back to the Florida division. We talked about the the O Town Orange, which is yeah. um, hopefully their jerseys are orange because if it's if it's anything else, that's going to be they are. trouble. They're going to be chartreuse. You it's also exactly if it's chartreuse, then then uh, power to them. Chartreuse. The only time I've ever heard that word other <laughs> other than just by Matt is in Monsters Inc. Check it out. Gotcha. No, we have to aren't. bring a Disney. I guess that happens Yo, this when is you have di- nine thousand kids. Exactly. <laughs> Disney Plus is the go-to. I wish I could watch HBO Max, but I do watch Florida Film. And bringing it back to you guys, you mentioned the other team because obviously we're going to get into the ghosts. You guys know the most about the ghosts, and I think that's one of the teams that I think we're most interested because. We hear about some of the teams, but we're, you know, no offense, but we're not as interested. And we've seen the team that I'm about to mention. So what is your feel about the level of commitment we can expect from the Nightcrawlers? Because I think as you guys have discussed on your podcast and discussed on ours, we know that the guys that show up are going to be a difficult team to beat when they do. So I guess the question is, is what is the level of expectation, at least on the outside looking in, that you guys have for the Mark Winway, Mark Bagway conversation? And are there any things that you guys are trying to do to either prepare or have, uh, you know, kind of like a, like a backdoor for that situation, you know, depending on what you face? Yeah, I got this one, Joe. I got it. Um, I think what we're expecting, we're, I think any team would be smart to just expect the entire team. Um, we know that they have a lot going on outside of A7 that may be pulling guys from different directions. Um, but it'd be foolish of you to not expect everyone to be there. You game plan like Mark is there. And if he's not, then you just, you know, you adjust from there. But anybody that um, plays the Nightcrawlers this year, if you don't game plan for Mark Bagway, being there, it's it's just stupid to do so. That's just not smart football. What is um, what does that entail, as, by the way? Because I've seen the way he plays football, and I don't know yeah. what the plan is to stop some of the things that he. Does. I mean, I've I've got a plan, obviously. Okay, you don't have to share. <laughs> it. right. it's, good it's good that you have one. It's good that you have. You know, everyone like Tyson used to say, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. So it's always something different once you get there on the field. But you know, you watch the film. You there's not a lot of film. Thankfully, you know, they made the run they made in the playoffs, so we had a, li- a little bit more. We didn't have much during the regular season, um, but we'll definitely um, came up with some things that we could possibly try to do. So it's, it's one of those things, it's kind of like old basketball trope, like you can't really, you know, stop the guy, you can only hope to contain him. So you're going to try and just stop the bleeding as much as you can and just take advantage of the opportunities. So it's, it's a very high-powered offense. Offense is king down here in Florida. Um, our defense is 
our defenses are good. It's just our offenses are something else here. I feel like uh, when we go against the other divisions like Ohio, um, we played well defensively. It's just this Florida offenses is just something else here. Uh, Woody, on that note, when it comes to this season and the way this mm-hmm. season is constructed, playing against Mark Bagway at least twice uh, leading up to an Eastern Conference championship game against presumptively the BIC or even the U, uh, a lot of people are talking about the Savage as a, as a dark horse favorite after the conversations we've been hearing the last few weeks. Anytime you just put Quattro huffing on something. He's automatic. Oh, you mean the animals? You mean the animals? The animals. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I was bull. I was about to send a text message so quick. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, Woody used to play on the Savage back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. Nah, man. I, I I've flipped the names in my head, but right. with the animals. But when you look at the level of competition ratcheting up across the board, Mm. And the bonanza of players, like a Devon Gray going to the O-Town Orange and all this player movement in the Northeast mm. and in Nevada, like the fall, the fall teams are not, we're not going to see those similar constructions. Like Trey Robinson yeah. is an insomniac now. Yeah. So, and we don't you, mean he stays up all night. No. <laughs> but there's a new team that might be entering in Vegas. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. The guys over on the other side of the ball We'll be covering yeah. that. And shout out to them. Their games will be airing on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. We might even be back on there uh, with our third game of the week. But what's that process going to feel like? And knowing on the other side of all of that, you're going to end up having to face the BIC or the U. I, I mean, mean it's, it, it goes back to what Rob was saying. Like, we really are going to be beating up on each other. Um, but I think, it, again, I'm giving out free game, but whatever. Um, I think any team in any other division that had has to then turn around and play any of these Northeast teams that are established, any of these newer teams that so you've got to kind of have your eye on the prize, which is be winning your own division, but you got to keep another eye on what's going on up there. It's, it's film. Film is king in a seven NFL. I'll tell everybody that um, I've been in this league a long time um, from the days we were hounding Ryan, you know, Sunday night after the games for film, <laughs> we're film, we're film. You laughing wrong because you already know. Like, how do you get in the forum? I'm the one who gets film. bothered with that shit now. <laughs> film, film is king so i mean i think at this point um you just got to be able to do film because like you you're going to have to win your division but you got to keep an eye out on what competition you may have your way because seeing it for the first time in the playoffs is like the worst time to see it at all like you don't want to see it for the first time which goes like i said back to facing any team like the nightcrawlers or even the advantage i'll say o-town has this season is the fact that nobody has seen them. Like we've seen Devon Devon Gray before, but we saw him in the A-team offense, which was a very run heavy offense. It was, you know, very much the, it's, it's almost like I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. So it's like a more of a Greg Roman system where it's a lot of, you know, heavy runs, heavy runs, mo- you know, motions, you pulling guards, stuff like that. We don't know what they're doing in, in the Old Town Orange. We don't know if they're going to rely on his, you know, noodle arm a little bit. Sorry, his arm a little bit more. Damn, um, homie. I don't know if they're going to let it fly. I don't know what they're going to do. So that may or may not be the case. So it's just you got to you got to prepare for everything. Uh, I, I was going to ask, at what point do you start preparing for those teams you'd face in the playoffs in a seven-week season? But yeah. you basically took Devon Gray and did a five-star GTA on him on our show just now. So my bad. May, may, may we ask why Don't the smoke? 
I mean, Phil, uh, don't lie. Um, I think everyone knows, and Joey will agree with me. Um, he talks a lot. Y'all know that. He talks a whole lot. Um, year one, again, no one knew anything about anybody here in Florida, which is like the thing when you start new, you don't know. Um, he took the division by surprise, in my opinion. Um, he made a lot of great plays. I can't deny that. He won MVP. He went up there, and we saw what happened. He came back the next year. Mouth was still running, but the, it wasn't there. Now, here we are, year three. It's like now you've got you've to prove it on the field. When you keep going back to your same tropes with running in your mouth, being that guy, it's like if Floyd ever lost. If Floyd loses, the trash talk that he does doesn't hit the same. So that's what yeah, it is. It's kind of... And guys, it's kind of old now. So for me personally, year one, I let it go. He's great. He's bringing attention to Florida, whatever. Cool. Year two, it was already getting annoying. Now year three, where we're really trying to up what we're doing on the field, we really don't have time for the nonsense. And when you don't produce and your mouth is producing more than your play is, you know, after a while, guys are going to get enough, you know, enough's going to be enough. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm the ornery old guy in the, in the division now. I think I may be the oldest player, so I think it's just on me to say something. Kind of going back to what you were saying, Corey. You know, he, uh, you know, he had a little bit rough time, you know, before the season. He, you know, he needed to do what he needed to do in order to better himself for the season. So you can, you can kind of, you know, watch that season, whatever you want to say. Um, but he's got a full off season to get himself right. So he should be back in that MVP form. So if he flops this season. Yeah, comeback player of the year, exactly. So, you know, if he flops this year, you know, I don't, I don't think he has any room to talk. You know, I could actually see him being run off the, uh, the orange possibly, and I know he's not welcome on the ghost. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing about who we're talking about is I'm just – I'm in utter shock that we're actually even talking about this guy because he's not even the best quarterback in Florida. I, I can care less about Devin Lauren, whatever the hell he calls himself. I think he's ass. I've always thought he was ass. I think he's fast, but I mean, okay. I listen, I, I have a, I had a thing. I didn't get up for games that I didn't think were important. I never met the guy and my team played them the year we won the chip. That should tell you everything you need to know. They're not, it's not, you know, guys aren't as great as they think they are. When you come out here up the Northeast and get your ass whooped, I don't think anyone outside of the night night crawlers can really speak the way Devin Gray wants to speak. And if you beat the night crawlers, then you have a little bit of, if you beat them with Mark Bagway, then you have a little room to speak. But if it's not that, then I think everybody should just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just calm down. Florida's coming. I, I, I'm on record. I'm on record. I've said it. I want to, I would love to hear how you two feel about what I said when it comes to I'm giving BIC the chip this year. This will be their second chip in a row. I think next year, a Florida team has the potential to bump BIC off. How do you guys feel about that? And it's not Devin Gray, not a team with Devin Gray either. So I'll start, Woody. Um, if things are done the right way, um, we get the reach that we're looking for. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, we only have Orlando and we have Tampa. We're not even introducing Jacksonville, Miami, um, up in the panhandle. So those guys don't even know about the league yet. Once that influx of talent, you know, comes to league or even, you know, they'll, they'll make that trip to Orlando or Miami will make that trip 
to uh, to Tampa, which we saw year one with some of the players that were introduced. It's only a matter of time um, before Florida is here. And that's coming from, you know, somebody that's not even from Florida, you know. And a question that I would have actually have for you guys, you know, pretty much the league's been going on, what, nine, ten years now. The uh, Jersey's the been. Yeah, as the year seven, this is the ninth season, I think Matt would yeah, say. Ninth season as, yeah. Ninth, yeah. 2014. Ninth season of the mm-hmm. Yeah, 2014, the first championship I lost. Thanks, A7. <laughs> um, that was the first year of A7. Thanks a lot, by the way. I, know, I wasn't here. It's not my fault. Rob, you've won two. You could lose some in your past and be <clears> of <throat> it. I'm 50% in the championships. You don't know how much that hurts, bro. I'm, I'm like one for one in nine in play. And I won, I I won two wanna... and a half. I won two and a half. Please give me my 2020 COVID chip. All right. I give me, that's that's like two plus. I consider two plus. that a free. Two plus. <laughs> um, so go, what does so that go... say about – hold on. And I, I always do this, Matt, so I just have to apologize for from, from the past, present, and future. But Rob, when when we played when we played the red uh, the U as the Renegades, you didn't play against me. What does that say about me? <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. He hit him with that Ted DiBiase laugh. Fuck. <laughs> I'm Don't sorry. Don't build a spot you, like that, bro. You, you, you were just saying something. The question. Anyway, you were saying something. So 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 to finish so to finish my question for you guys. Once, you know, all of Florida catches wind, you know, everyone knows that the East has ran it. Jersey's ran it for, you know, majority of the time. Once all of Florida, once all of these new divisions, you know, get wind of it, they get their top of the line players because I'm not sure if Jersey's got the best that they're going to be or if they're still building up there right now. But once Florida comes, is Florida going to run it? And you're I'm, I'm on record, bro. I'm on record. When somebody mentions Broward County, I shiver. Yeah. I get scared. And You're not talking because about, it's cold down there. No, not. not at all. Not. I get <laughs> and, scared and, because... and you brought up a great point, Joey, about the panhandle, because then you have those people coming in from Alabama, those oh, high school man. kids who are killers. Once you start and, seeing that, or even getting on the Long Island and, with and all look, those, those lacrosse and football prospects out there, it's an insane amount of talent out there. And it's only a matter of time till we see parody I think by 2026, a Western Conference team will win the championship. Hell no. no. Well, it's Hell. interesting you say that, Matt. No. What we would assume, guys, and just talking about the regions of where football is played, we would assume that Florida would probably be on par at the top of the league talent-wise in the A7FL with another division in California which when you say the state and you say the region of where you can find players, these are where if you're a division one college coach and you got that NIL money, you're going into Florida, you're going into California to get those four and five star recruits. But what we've seen at least so far in your guys' first two years, not disrespecting the Florida division, which I've obviously seen the tape and I've, I've mentioned as much as I possibly can on the three on one podcast in between mentioning myself 80% of the time. But when we say Florida and California in the hierarchy of the A7FL right now, we're going on the promise of a Florida team in the Nightcrawlers, which their best performance is still what, guys? Was it a win or a loss? It was a loss. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a California team that it 
when we're talking about the West that Matt's just saying in, in 2026, <clears throat> the West is going to win. Matt, did you mean the California division? I'm thinking I don't California. Think I, I, I think it could be California. I, now, I think, I think that- it should be California if we're talking about the West, but what we've seen in practice, at least so far, is that for whatever reason, in the short time that we've seen Florida and California, is that the guys that we would assume would be those, oh my God, athletes, a lot of them aren't choosing the A7FL over, you know, you know, softer, more gentler types of football that we've seen, you know, maybe in like flag and stuff. Well, let, well, let me, let me interject right there. Let me, let me interject right there with, with that. Cause this is kind of what we gotta, gotta go against when we're recruiting or we're trying to grow, you know, Joey knows about the amount of time I've put in. I'll tell a funny story. I was, hell, I was driving down, you know, uh, OBT, Joey, driving to OBT. And I just seen this guy, Rob, he might, he probably made you look like a little guy. This was a big guy, a big, a big Samoan dude. guy. And I could tell, maybe, let me not say that. He's probably Pacific Islander, just big as hell, walking out that OBT. Is, uh, and that's yeah. a rough street. We'll just say that's probably like one of the rougher streets in Newark. Let's just, to, to use okay. it for reference. And he's okay. just walking down the street by himself, just looking as angry as possible. You would have thought he was playing like drill music in his headphones. That's how, how he's walking down the street. I literally, you turned my car. Like, I kid you not. I didn't even wait for the light. I went over to double yellow. You turned pulled over to ask this man, would he play A7FL? And the man did not want to play. He would rather play flag. He would rather play semi-pro. That is the kind of reach and grip that those brands of football currently have on the state of Florida. And people would tell you, and we had a guest on our podcast um, that played semi-pro, what A7 provides is leaps and bounds better than what they provide in the semi-pro level here in the state of Florida. But these guys, it's ingratiated into their, like, into like the, the, the culture for them. Yeah, it's, 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 really it's in the culture. It's something mm-hmm. that you do. If we can tap into that, then that's when you're going to start to see that influx of more of that talent. Cause those guys, let's just say to put a three and a half star prospect, the one that didn't get to go D one or these guys that should have been D one, but the grades weren't there or that's, they chill with their boys still a little too much or they drink a little too much. Those guys that can then turn into great A7 athletes if they clean up their act a little bit, because we know how A7 players are, you know, those guys are still stuck in semi-pro or they're chasing the money that's provided in flag because it's quick money. You go to a tournament for a weekend, you get paid. As opposed to A7, you got to play a whole season and you cease the money if you win at the end. These guys are going home with second, third place prizes. Tampa Worlds, uh, uh, the Worlds tournaments here. It's in Tampa, it's in Orlando. It's right here. So these guys... Are it's like that's what we were fighting against currently, and that's what's I feel like holding back. And what the Nightcrawlers did and what they provided, they were able to tap into that a little bit, and then you can see the jump that we can make. So the right. jump is there; it's waiting, and and it's again like you were saying, not to discredit the athletes we already have. It's just a strength in numbers kind of thing because we already have great athletes. Well, yeah, we got great athletes, and we're we got we got the crazy guys because you know to start this to play this, you know. Recruiting, explaining this game to anybody. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, but what is, tough. where are you and, where and, are you born and raised? Oh, Roselle, New Jersey, born and raised. Joey, where are you born and raised? Ohio. So what I'm saying is, is that, and it's not like a slight, and it's not necessarily a scientific evaluation, but at the end of the day, when when we talk about the A7 in a sentence, it's full contact football with no equipment. 
right? And what we get is the guys that are willing to play on a consistent basis or even just try it out. You know, what's nice is for the, for the Nevada division, I always say they're spoiled, is their fall, which is, a pre, is the pre-regular season, was televised. So when you're like, man, it's televised, guys are going to start showing up. But what I want to see is, is that I want to have either myself or, or, or Woody and Joe, you guys specifically, start calling these guys out for what they're doing, which is if they're not showing up and they clearly have the talent to be better than the, than the other states and the other divisions, they need to be called out for the reason why they're not showing up is, is because they pussy. are that's, buckling that's and they're nah, scared. Yeah, I was, I was hey, trying to not you, you like being nice. No. Listen, but Rob, I'm trying to this not curse. This in, in about a month, you got to be on air, and I got to be hit myself. Listen, this is the 3-0-1 pod, and Matt said we can curse sometimes. The truth <laughs> of the matter is... That's the tagline of the show. Listen, the 3 podcast. Matt says we can curse sometimes. Continue. Because the truth of the matter is, if you go check out the A7 Instagram page right now, there's a video that was posted not too long ago of the Viking tearing people up, right? In the comment section, a young man from Broward County is in there saying he would be Bo Jackson in this league. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the way to tap into that market to reach those guys in Miami and all these other places that would love to come here and show their skills is show them more highlights of guys they look at, they can look at and be like, bro, I could take him because maybe. that's how both maybe, but that's how Baltimore got involved. Baltimore saw what BIC was doing and said, oh, we, we could beat BIC. And then they got out there and got their shit smoked. Yeah, but, that's why yo, but Baltimore the entire time, Baltimore has always been, I will be about what I'm saying. The Baltimore sure. guys were never just sure. like, all, you know, big in the chat. Oh, I, I, I'll, but, I'll, but you I'll know, take off but, my glasses. But I have to admit, and beat this I have, guy. No. no, I have to admit, recruiting is going to always be tough. And Woody's a much smaller guy than I am, right? I would always think that it would be easier for Woody to recruit guys. Because it's like, if, hey, if Woody plays and he's not dead, it should be fine. <laughs> if, if No, for real. Is that one of my lines, Joey? Is that one of my lines? Yeah. It's literally one of my lines. Because I it's mean, the shit. truth. Because I'm a, a good six, line. I'm a six foot three at my lowest weight in A7. I was 280. When I come up to a dude, hey, bro, you look kind of fast. You want to play A7? They're going to be like, this big dudes like you? I'll be like, yeah. Yo, Rob, when, he, bro, Rob when he does a big Rob impersonation, so he's impersonating himself, does a deeper <gasps> voice. Yeah, I, do a deeper I, had, voice. I have it the is. solution. I, I want to call uh, guys, him out. <laughs> I have the solution. Talk to me. All right. So we're going to get you both. We're going to get Rob and Corey. We're going to put them in uncomfortable shoes and we're going to put them in suits, white shirts, black pants, black belt. And we're going to get little, we're going to have pockets on the shirt and they're going to have their names on them. And we're just going to have them go house to house throughout various regions of the Northeastern United States and then send them down to Florida and knock on the door and say, have you heard of our Lord and Savior? Santa we're going to go on a mission. <laughs> you said and you Lord just and recruit them that way. It's he like didn't say it, center. <laughs> he didn't say center. He definitely he said, said center. He yo, met Carl Corey, Corey Corey yo, on the yo, 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 I'm done. Joke, I'm gone. I'm gone. Step hey, on the joke. hey, Matt, you have a good night, bro. He said, "Our Lord and Savior, <laughs> center, bro." I'm not... Yeah, yeah. Camera off. Camera off. <laughs> and so now it'll be me doing a deeper voice to do an impression of Rob. Like, yo. But I, if I if I want to recruit a guy, like if I don't, I'm not saying this is how Mark Bagway got into it, right? But I would show a guy that I know is fat, I would show him Ashante Worthy highlights. I wouldn't show him the big hits. I would show him Worthy highlights. I would show him the three-on-one. I would show him guys getting 
juked out of their shoes and socks. I would show them that we was on SportsCenter, um, Jukes, ESPN, everything. I would show them all of that because what you're doing in semi-pro, coming from a guy who played semi-pro, who won the championship on semi-pro, was I think we were even ranked at one point nationally. Bro, I got hurt in semi-pro. Nothing happened to me in A7 except some fat boy twisted ankles, bro. I, I could do that walking up the steps. That's not even a real injury injury. You get what I'm saying? So it's like those guys, I really, as the league grows, as we get more athletes, as we get guys like Trey Robinson running through people, Pac-Man Jones catching touchdowns with one hand, locks flowing in the air, it's those type of highlights that I personally feel are going to draw in those scary guys, those guys that I'm happy I left the league before they got here, guys, because I don't want to block that. I don't want to play against that. I'm old, I'm washed, and I won my championships already. But when they get here, people are in trouble. And it's and again, like you guys are saying, it's not a slight to anyone that's it. Joey, you're a quarterback, right? Yeah, I'm, I guess you can say that. Imagine <laughs> you get a you get a, a four-star recruit guy who knows he has that kind of talent. He is now on your roster as a receiver. He only didn't go to college because you got to have the grades to go D1, which is what all the Florida guys say. They all say it. These guys are D1 in their living room, bro. That is yeah. dangerous. Joey, what can you do with two four-star recruit wide receivers on your team? Mark Bagway who, right? Shit, they're going to make me look like an all-star. Come on. How close man. were we, Joey? How close were we to having one of those? We literally had one on our roster. We had one in the exhibition game. Yeah. And then... The, the colleges came a calling, and he was he was a coastal a coastal Carolina bounce back. And we had him on the roster. We were this close. We were this close to breaking that back. I've been I've been doing it. I've been trying to recruit everything you're saying, Rob. You literally said one of my lines. I said, "Look at me. I'm five foot four, and I am I'm pushing it. And I've never gotten hurt in this league. Let me knock on knock on wood. I've right. literally never gotten hurt. I said the, the worst I've ever gotten was like just, just for everyone at home. Woody Ness Charles said, "Knock on wood," and, and knock on hit himself. All right, yeah. keep it going. And, I'm, and a, I'm a father of three. <laughs> I'm gonna have a dad joke in there. I'm a father of three. Bro, <laughs> it was gold. It was so and so bold. I love it. To make sure that if if somebody's listening, just the audio version that we got the joke. So yeah. listen, I do it so often. Of, I really as, didn't even think about it. Like I, I do it so often. That's my. That's one of my favorite dad jokes. Uh, you guys point, get it right. You guys get yeah. it. His name is Woody. He knocked yeah, yeah. on wood. Ha, ha, ha. I'm sorry. I had to get yeah, a car crash, please. Let I, me get a car I, crash. I, Let me get a car crash. <laughs> One car crash, Matt, please. One. I'm done. I'm done. Man, they stole that that sound off his board. They stole my That's board. Good. You're, you're uh, making him sad. <laughs> sad now. But to, to your point, Woody, and your point, <laughs> Rob, like I have the A7FL Instagram up right here. Some videos like at the top of our list, 1.3 million, 3.9 million, 1.9 million. The video you were talking about before the Viking, 81,000 views. The video of the players from the Gators and the BIC talking shit, which is probably the friendliest conversation between a Jersey player and a Baltimore player that are now on the same team somehow. Uh, that's at 242,000 views. The scooter highlight of the forklift, we put that up on Monday. We're dropping this on Wednesday. No, we even dropped it over the weekend. 100,000 views. Yeah. And how many views, how many views students in Florida getting on these, uh, yeah, exactly, these, these, these flag tournaments? And, and like even then, 30, like, 
the people that are following us, if I look through my DMs and the conversations I've had with people or the conversations that have been had, like one of the biggest names in wrestling is now a fan of our product and following us on social. We have NFL players, D1 athletes, celebrities. More exposure, man. Like, yeah. And Sweet I think that's down. the selling point. That's the selling point, right? And I understand, again, Woody, I'm not even debating. I understand how difficult it is to recruit. That's why I give Kenny Stansberry, Carl, B Carl Meisner, those guys, they get the ultimate props because yeah. they went out there and actually recruited guys I would never expect to see here. Sterry Codrington is not someone I would expect to see here. Ashante Worthy, those, those are the pretty boys. They don't like getting touched. They don't want to get hit. Man, them dudes is out here eating. It's been three. It's been three years. And people are still three trying years, to bro. key in on Ashanti Worthy. I mean, so I, I, I don't know if Carl gets his flowers that he deserves. I've, I've, I've been knowing Carl since Carl was wearing the four thirteen jersey, like on those big bulky. You don't remember when it was just one big piece? We I, know. I had to do we'll it. You remember they got out. the jerseys, but everything moved because it was all stitched together. Like so, I got to. <laughs> Carl needs to get his props for for what he's sure. been doing as long sure. as he's been doing it. And he's definitely like one of those, like one of the brighter minds in A7 that probably don't get talked about a lot. Whatever, what that guy's able to do with that brand and keeping it afloat, because it was a bottom feeder for a long time. Oh, was I was there for that. <laughs> I know. I was, I was there for all of that. I was telling you respectful, Rob. But <laughs> you it's know, okay. the way that it's flipped around, you know, like you said, getting a, a Shanti, getting, you know, a Sterry, like that's pieces away and, and that's their second run let's be clear second run they 2020 run. they yeah. were over in the south tournament yeah they, they were went trash. from they went from yeah. from over to, to 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 league champs, national yeah. champs beating teams yeah. from so, the west coast and, and that's why like let's let's take a pause and, and give carl his flowers right now because yeah, to, to build a team from absolutely nothing where i was there get a championship run in 2014, 2015, 2016, get his first championship. Corey Lose. Hammond is the quarterback. You then go. you get blown Lose out his guys. by immortals. Stop. Lose his guys. Like, <laughs> it, through injury, older guys left. Rebuild year. Then back in 2021, you're fighting for another championship and winning in 2022. Shouts yeah. to Carl B.I.C. Meisner. Shouts to Kenny Stansberry. You guys did a phenomenal job. Yeah, they did. And they so also know how to keep their players happy or at least the environment to where there's opportunity. And even when people leave the BIC, uh, whether they're going to other teams or starting six hour long podcasts, there doesn't seem to be a lot of heat between anybody. <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I mean, if you but if no, you shout out. Oh, Rob, Matt, if, Rob, Matt, no. If you watch Rob. if you watch the six hour long episode, he starts the episode off with a with a a member of the BIC and it gets a little heated. So I don't know if what you're saying is uh is one hundred percent uh you know, without any cap whatsoever. But oh, shout outs to all of the other podcasts, including the hour uh view, um, which uh you know, is also special. Um, but back. more importantly, Joey, your your other favorite podcast, The Other Side of the Ball. What happened, Rob? You good? Nothing, bro. Nothing. Are you, I'm great. Are you I'm still, great. He's still recovering. So, yeah, so let's go fine. back to Florida, which is a, a great place to go. And uh, shout out to Orlando and all of the, uh, you know, tourist attractions there. 
But when we're talking about the the division, the the interesting team now, I think to settle on is the the team that you guys know best in your own team is the Orlando Ghost. The Ghost. Midway through the regular season last year, it was the Ghosts that were going to be the team that had a shot against the DC Buzz, and then if they beat them, you know, had their their shot. So where where have you guys kind of come from in that like in that spot last year where you know the 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 arrival of a you know let's just let's just be real mark bagway is is not necessarily automatically transcendent type of a player but based on what he did to that team they transcended from being two and three to now uh, a national contender with him arriving how how have you guys kind of progressed and what is your plan moving forward roster moves you know scheme you know culture mentality like what are you guys doing to try to make up that gap which Mark Bagway added to the Nightcrawlers, but I think as as a as a team that I respect, I'm pretty excited to see if you can, you know, you know, shorten that gap, erase that gap, and maybe take over the spot that should have been yours last year without his arrival. So I mean, I think just starting off, man, it's it's just building the chemistry. You know, we want to build what we see up there in Jersey in the more prominent divisions. You know, we see what they have up there. That's that's exactly what we're trying to build. And, you know, that, that playoff game that we saw that, that full, pretty much that fully staffed uh, Nightcrawlers team, that was probably, that was actually the first time that we, we saw them fully staffed. So it was kind of a shell shock to us. We really didn't know what to expect because, you know, the, the previous year and a half that we had played them, they, they were the joke of the league. We were blowing them out 44 to nothing, 49 to seven. We were letting them score at some point so we could get the ball back. So just that quick flip of the coin that they pretty much came fully staffed and kind of shocked us with this upcoming year, we get to play them twice, hopefully a third time in that division championship. So we're going to see more film on them. We're going to build more chemistry. We're going to really pinpoint their weaknesses and really just kind of grow and chip away and play our game instead of falling and playing the night crawler game, which is more speed. Yeah. What do you well, we think? Really... Go, go ahead, ahead, Woody. I'll let you go. No, I was going to say, well, we really can't like let like scheme go too much. Um, but I think the secret really is, you have to have, you kind of got to battle culture with culture. And I think we don't know too much of the culture there, but it, from the outside looking in, and, and I'm going to give you guys your, your, your sound bites. Um, it, it, they're more like hired mercenaries. That's what it, it's like on the Nightcrawlers. They can call themselves like, or, you know, a brotherhood or whatever it may be, but it, it really comes across again from the outside looking in. Joey, correct me if I'm wrong. It's just hired mercenaries. It's just a bunch of guys that who may like oh, know each other through the flag circuit or may know each other through semi-pro circuit. They all come together because they had this opportunity and, and heard about the bag at the end of the, you know, I'll throw that out there for you, at the end of the rainbow. And they were like, all right, let's shoot for it. Here's an opportunity. We, we put in this amount of money for a registration. Here's how much we can win at the end of the season. So I feel like what's going to be able to close that gap is like, is honestly culture, culture, and then you're gonna apply it. You're gonna bring in the talent because you yeah. can incentivize guys with money all you want, but you see what happens when adversity hits when you got guys like that. I mean, you guys can speak. You guys can speak on that from being in the trenches with your guys. Like, yes, when you get those new, like those new free agents, if they don't gel well with the team, they, it, it always feels like it's like a it's a bit of a rusty fit. You know what I'm trying to say? As opposed to when you get the guys that really gel with you guys and you're able to have that family or that camaraderie out there on the field, then you start doing things like, hey, I just look at you and I know, hey, you're supposed to run a post, but break it off to a corner. 
those are the kind of differences that, you know, things that are going to close the gap more than just, you know, bringing in some guys. Yeah. I'll, uh, to kind of go off what you just said, Woody, I think they have a great players. I don't think they necessarily have a great team. And I think that's what will really separate them. You know, if it's not the, uh, the Florida championship, it's going to be further down that, that great team that might not have that great, those great players that the crawlers do, that's who's going to come out on top. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been the secret of success. I know for, for BICM, for both, um, the U has been that, that, that amount of time they play with. Yes, they've added guys. Like I know when they added Ice Cream Truck, he was like new, newer to the U, but those guys had already been playing with each other for a good while. Those guys are guys that, you know, kind of already had a bit of a, like a chemistry with each other. I don't know what happens right. off the field. I don't know about the sidelines. Again, this is outside looking in. Um, as removed as I've been since, since the Savage folded, I really haven't had the same pulse on the Northeast as I, I used to have, because I lost my insider. But um, I think that, when you look at BIC, you look at guys like you got a guy like Courage who's been there forever. You know what I'm saying? You got a guy that sets the 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 culture there. You know that, Rob. You're a guy there that was there, set the culture there. You kind of know like it's football, we're testosterone, we're men. You're gonna argue and yell and scream and you know, and that's just gonna happen, but you know the buck stops at a certain point. Right. On a hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like team well, like I'm... that when you got a you know a bunch of hired mercenaries where does the buck stop who's the one that says shut the fuck up guys and sorry guys and then who's shut the hell up, guys. right right well at the end of the day up, guys, and let's run the ball We're you up. guys run are the talking ball. yeah you guys are talking about culture and and one of the things that we we saw probably you know most obviously with the, the playoff game against the rare breed, which we talk about that game all the time. And the you talk about and that the, game and the what were. Well, we, we, we talked about Well, I, I mentioned the it. outcome of that game. It's a great game. Rob, you've seen it multiple times. And and yeah. even the, the young man who just visited us and, and, and is somehow awake, which is amazing. Um, nice. He's even seen that game. So what we saw in that game was a lot. Right. We saw the touchdown passes. We saw the turnovers. We saw right. the, the defensive greatness. We saw the defensive missteps. And then we saw the end. So, you know, you guys are the Florida representatives. The first guy we ever had on on from the Florida division, it, it, it became news that he was going to Vegas uh, in Mark Cooper. And we I caught him in, in, uh, in the little word puzzle where he was saying, well, that's Florida ball for you when we were talking about like what right. that was about. I remember right? that. I remember and it that. wasn't necessarily fair to the rest of you guys, but what do you see from that game film that makes you guys either excited or hopeful that that culture thing that you're talking about is something that is tangible and palpable that you can kind of, you know, go into the season, you know, working against at least. Well, I'll take that first real quick, Joey. I think that, um, to, to speak on the comment, I think that, like you said, he was kind of caught up in the moment a little bit. And he's more, when he's saying that, that's more Florida, because he comes from the flag circuit as well himself. 
So that's more Florida flag culture. That's the culture. You're up, you're going to run it up. Because you really don't really run the ball like that. You know what I'm saying? So A7FL, what I try to explain to everybody, it is full football. This isn't flag. This isn't, you know, your centers can go out for a pass. None of that. This is actual structured football where you have to have football IQ at the end of the day. So when you try to bring um, certain elements of flag into A7, it's not going to work. One of the things that caught us off guard, and I'll speak about it, you know, this is the game that we don't like to mention, Joey, um, in the division championship game, they were running some flag plays. You know, there were some plays where they were throwing it to the quarterback, you know, it was hiding off and, you know, in the backfield, you yeah, know, at wide receiver. Formation. Yeah, they were yeah, doing that little, too. You know, yeah. they were doing things like that. There's something that's common in flag and they got away with it because it was something we're not expecting to see in right. this uh, setting of football. Right. So how'd that work out for the kryptonite the second time, Rob? When the pit balls saw it the second time, it was a close game. <clears throat> did did so, the statue I mean, did the statue work, Rob? It was a close game. <laughs> Shout so out those to the pit balls roster, I think by the way. Looking great. Are, are kind of what it, you can go ahead, Joey, with the rest of the question. But I just want to say that that culture thing kind of like set us back a little bit because like for so long people, you know, you guys can only go off what somebody says, and right. that was the first representative you had all. But that's really not the culture in football uh, here in Florida from my um, experience in dealing with it here. It, they, it's a lot of smart football players. That Is that the culture that, of the nightcrawlers, though? You can. It's a lot of flag guys. It's a lot of, you know, flag guys coming over. So that could be their culture from the little bit of the inside that I've had, which I think I, I lost that too. Um, <laughs> I think I don't know what their culture is anymore. I, like I said, I've never said more than three words to Mark Bagway. I, I I wish I could give you guys more insight on that guy, but I've said no more than three words to him. I don't think I've said one to Deontay Henderson, um, which I feel is maybe I one too I, many. I would, I would, I would, and his yeah, name I doesn't get his name doesn't get mentioned enough when we do talk about the Nightcrawlers because I think a lot of this success goes to Mark, but a lot should also go to Deontay because I'm from obsessing he over hit. the film like I've had. What he does on the field makes a lot of that go. Yeah, that, that motherfucker nasty. <laughs> Without giving away too much, that boy good. Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of dudes say sideline to sideline, and, and not a lot of dudes actually go from the hash to the Gosh. sideline. So, Joey, Joey, what say you on the uh, the meltdown from the Nightcrawlers in their performance against the Rare Breed, in which they should have won and they obviously topic. lost? I, you know, as a as a representation of Florida as a whole, I don't think I don't think it's accurate. Um, I think there's just some situational awareness um, that wasn't present in that game. Not sure who was calling the uh, the plays towards the end of the game. Um, I know if it was if it was Woody or myself calling those plays, we would have run the ball when it was I think it was third and one, a minute fifty two left. They got the first down or whatever it is. They went out of bounds and then ended up choking. Um, the game was theirs. You know, it was theirs to lose. I guess it was more about the bag than it was the win. And that at Dive that left. point, dive right. Yeah, dive that, left that's, again. That's exactly what it would have been. We would have ran the clock left out again, Joey. <laughs> Um, but I mean, you know, you, how many times you guys will all watch that game. We just talked about it. How many times did they run the ball? If it wasn't a quarterback keeper, I think they ran, or if the they ball. weren't giving it to a lineman and who then ran out of bounds and fumbled, which was special. Exactly. So, I mean, they, they literally just played a flag game in an a seven format. So who knows if they're going to keep that same format and same play calling going forward, or if they're going to switch to a traditional, you know, 50-50 split or 60-40 split of how they're going to run their offense going forward. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think – I think those guys are too stubborn to change until they run into 
uh, Steri Cogerton that's going to show them that the flag shit doesn't work on the high level of A7FL. You'll beat a lot of teams. That was going to be my question, Rob. Mm. In, in like, we're seeing in high influx of flag players in, we've seen it in New Jersey with some guys coming over and Nevada specifically uh, with sick with it, joining the division and so many other things going on with Nevada. Are the flag players going to try to make the league more about them? And Um, when they try that, how quickly will they get aced out by teams like the BIC who have been able to get players to adapt to that style of the A7? I think that that's uh, a huge part of the learning curve for Nevada right now. That's a great question. And the truth of the matter is, it's time to give this guy's flowers too. I'm pretty sure we did. But Sterry Codrington is not going to be beat by any flag teams. And it's a few reasons, but the main two is Sterry Codrington's mind when it comes to football is a very high level mind, very high level. He's, he can adjust on the fly. He can do all that. On top of that, Sterry plays flag. So he actually can split both play styles and understand what works here and what would work there. He makes his own playbook. So to be very honest with you, I love that the flag guys are coming in to bring in that speed that, you know, the quickness, the talent, they're going to make the three on one more exciting. But when it comes down right down to it, when you have to face a behemoth, like the U with, with, with the Miller brothers as the offensive line. If you think for one second that Mayweather's not going to run through guys who can't tackle and they're just used to pulling at your hips you got another thing coming. It's going to be bad news. Courage is going to embarrass guys that are reaching for his hips. The um, ice cream truck is going to do the same thing. So it's going to, it's a slight wake up call once they run into those types of teams. And until they run into that type of team, they won't change. I don't know. Well, and I think there's a distinction that we have to make too, because we always disparage the flag guy, the, the hypothetical flag guy. But like, for instance, BIC has flag guys that have played flag, and then they have guys that are A7 guys that also play flag. For instance, I think Ashanti Worthy has proven that he's an A7 guy too, if he's also a flag guy. But you, we might still have questions, Rob, and you might you might have a question about this guy, like a guy like Jason Sison, right? The two the two players are are very different. Ashanti Worthy has the balance that when contact is made, he's running through it still. Jason Sison, when contact is made, I've seen him go airborne for six yards. So like, like if you want to, if you want to distinguish who's who, I think a lot of the guys that have the, the, the courage to step on the a seven field FL field from flag. A lot of times they're showing that they're not a flag flag guy, but what I think we're talking about in, in the, the Florida conversation is look, Joey and Woody, you don't have to, to mention who it is, but I've heard that you guys have a pretty big running back that you guys are very excited to potentially use when we get to it. If the, if the night crawlers are going to be that flag guy mentality, are they going to be willing to step up in front of a guy whose name belongs on a compass? Well, we just said, we just said his name. Um, <laughs> they have some guys on the defensive side of the ball to, to deal with that. Deontay so Henderson, obviously, definitely. That's, that's that. I think that's the thing about the Nightcrawlers and the and the thing that makes them the puzzle that the enigma that we got to solve is that they are flag in mentality, but they got guys the size of Deontay Henderson. They've Who got are, he's 
from he's what I've seen, flag. the way he hits he's people, not he's flag, not a flag bro. guy. He might play flag, flag all the time. So that's what I'm saying. Mm. So again, when we say the flag in there, it's it's more on the offensive side of the ball and the way they call their plays and run their plays and design their plays. It's not to the mentality. I think that these guys in physicality, and I will say a lot here in Florida, in physicality, they understand the A7. Because we're in our infancy as far as a division anyway, I think the guys understand, understood quick. Joey, you can you can agree with this. Year one, there was a lot of bad tackling. By the time pay, playoffs came, that was out of the window. Our championship game, I, Joey, I'm sure you were sore as hell after that game. Joey was the defensive player of the year in Florida year one. And he was a tackling machine. Yeah, so, you know, Joey, Joey's actually oh, a very, I didn't know that. very good sound tackler. I, you know, had the genius idea of taking defensive player and making him my, you know, quarterback. But um, he played well. That, Don't say it wasn't a bad idea. At least you know uh, he's tough. Don't act like it was a bad idea. Yeah, at least you know he's a tough guy. Yeah, and that's and that's what I was thinking. So, and that's why I build the offense the way I did around around Joey and his skill sets and what he can do. And you know. I'll and give he's Joey still, his flowers. And he's still rolling out of the pocket too early, but anyway, it, just a little too early. But that's come. That's gonna come with time. I, I get hey, hey, that. Corey, Joey, you're, I was your two's gonna bro. be a little bit different, all right. I, I, I get on, I get on him, I get on him enough. But I think that when you, the, the, the thing that we still have to figure out about the Nightcrawlers is where is that Achilles heel as far as um, mm. where they're at on the defensive side of the ball? Because again offensively you can think of things but defensively with the moving puzzles and moving pieces the scheme is different what are they running what are they going in man is a straight man is a man's zone and we know zone isn't the best to use here in a7 but when you strategically i feel like it can get to a quarterback especially when you get a quarterback with a lower lower iq like the old town orange has so that's going to give an opportunity for those things to kind of work out and and work in your favor well, there's been enough Florida on Florida crap. So, and, and, and I, I, I love it, by the way. And I think we, we I started, I honestly, I started and thinking like if we were going to go on, on like a, like a DraftKings, I would have bet the over on Joey's remarks of, of I am my not, guy, Devon. It seems like, it seems hours. like Joey's, Joey's hitting the under. I would be down like I always am in those situations. And Woody, I, honestly, Woody's already hit the over like, it was like on my show too. On our show, I'll get on the parlay. I'm more the you know the the narrator, the guy that's guiding hey, it. I'm no, more the match. Show. I I'm not even ten hours removed. We're going back and forth with this guy on Facebook and him just Word. saying some nonsense. So hey, that's fair. Normally, I'm a little nicotine free, but I want all the smoke right now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually blocked from uh, both of his accounts, so I yeah, can't see blocked. anything that was going on. I will oh, say wow. that that move should have been anticipated because it was like a father-son moment with uh, with Huff going to the animals. We could have expected that move actually happening as well. <laughs> Yo, Rob, are you guys aware of that? Are you yes, guys aware Rob, of the running on, narrative? On the Florida page, there's there's like there's like Daddy Huff and, and son Devon Gray memes. Cause yeah. Woody, and, and don't don't get it, don't get us wrong, right? But we're 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 bringing it back to the old New Jersey days where yeah, Rob, they, they have a McQueen in, in garb post. You know that meme? That one goes up a lot too. But anyway, in the Florida in the Florida page, yeah, the, the old no, McQueen crazy. meme going like this that goes up in the Florida page. So, like that's I said, there's crazy. been enough Florida on Florida cr- crime, and like I said, uh, you know, Woody's hit the over on Devon Gray slights, 
even though Joey started the show off with my, my favorite joke of his, which is the comeback player of the year for a player that played the entire season. But you guys watched the fall in Vegas, right? Yeah. I wanted and to now there was this thing and there's been this feud and, 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 and both of the states and both of the divisions, you guys have had plenty to say with each other. And I would really be interested to see what would happen if you guys were able to have a matchup like that. Smack but, the shit out of them. Exactly where I'm going. So as Rob would always say, we could just shorten the thing and say, of the teams that you've seen out there, and now, look, if you say you want to face the pit bosses, it's not going to be the same team because none of those guys are still on the roster for a lot of different reasons that we're not going to go into. But where do you guys see, just for the national audience and for Vegas specifically, as the Orlando Ghosts, we talk about the Nightcrawlers, and we know that you know it's it's you know a transcendent type of quarterback that that is untackleable and throws pretty good passes all over the field is going to elevate teams. But where did the Orlando Ghosts rank if you guys played in the the Vegas Fall right now with your current roster and what you saw from the Fall that we just said? Where would you guys be, and what would your record be if we did the round robin as they did, where they played everybody once? Go ahead, Joey. I mean, I would say fully staffed. Uh, depends where we travel to if we're coming there or we go to. Let's just say site. they have to fly, because why not? They all, they just hit they just hit uh black at uh at the casino multiple times in a row. So they're flying out to Florida. You guys just have to show up. You got the full roster. It's it's on your home field, which is a, a you know, and we won't go into it, but you got you got a little bit of a different advantage there. Let's say. So I'd say if it's June, July, um, you better bring two, three backups because they're not going to be able to stand the heat down here, over here, whatever you want to call it. But it's a dry it. heat over there. So you're saying they humidity, can't stand the nah, humidity. It's humidity. It's humidity. Yeah, I'm going to get off that. Get on your back. So they can't – so let's just put it – let's put it this way. You get to now play in the climate-controlled Arizona stadium. Uh, what's it called, Matt? Because I'm terrible at, at regular the things. The Anderson Automotive Fieldhouse. See? Which is the leading uh, candidate to be the home of the A7FL championship this year. It looked great on TV, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. It did look good. How would the ghosts look on TV against the rest of Vegas? On TV in in Arizona, if we'd have played in that fall, uh, we would have won the thing. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, You give us our full staff, you put us out there against them. Um, Between the fact that of the players that we have, and with our experience, and I'm gonna, you know, pat myself in the back and saying that you have someone that's a legit, you know, nine-year veteran of this game in this playing style. I I know how to call a game. I know how to call a seven game. I've been in blow. I've been in. I've been. I've been in the other side of a big blowout. I've blown teams out. I've lost close games. Won close games. I've kind of seen it all when it comes to a seven. And I know how to handle situations. This is the one time I'm gonna toot my horn, guys. I promise. Um, I know how to call a game. I feel like that's something from watching Vegas, something they're still figuring out. It's how to call a game, how to go through a game, how to follow the ebbs and flows, what to do when you get a quick turnover, what's the momentum like, what's your first play call alpha turnover is something that guys don't think about, you know, like, what are we calling next? Like Joey knows I, when I'm calling plays, he don't agree with me half the time when I call the play. But the play that I'm calling isn't just thinking, oh, I want to run this next, or this is the next play that's going to score. It's what's right in this situation. My guys are hyped up. They just got a turnover. Should I be giving Joey a seven-step drop back very next play? Hell no. 
You get what I'm saying? But that's what guys are going to do in this league. Right, right. And again, I'm giving out free game to guys. You know, I'm sorry. Not sorry. But I want this league to get better. That's just they don't listen. They don't listen anyway. They don't listen anyway. Yo, Woody, they out there. There's a team out there running goddamn fucking wishbone and arguing about it. But anyway, that's it. it, You guys, all right. So, Woody says when Joey is my guy playing quarterback on our podcast, which is awesome, bro. That's that's great, man. Just keep the spice. Keep the spice down there. Check out our guys on the Parlay, the Florida podcast. You can get them on uh, wherever podcasts are sold or shown or listened to. Or, you know, I'm just do- fucking it up on purpose. But anyway, um, <laughs> what about that division and the, and the talent that you've seen from there? Because we saw a lot of good things. What do you think that the Florida division right now, you know, or or the Ghosts right now, comparatively? have on Vegas and why it would be a a fall chip for the Orlando ghosts. So I I think we're more seasoned. Um, I don't think we're as emotionally driven as those guys over in Vegas. Kind of, kind of going off what you said, Corey, they're, they're kind of divas over there. I see them announcing where they're going and semi-retiring and all this stuff. You don't see that over (laughs) here. It's, it's just, you know, just football. That's what it is. And, they're, they're putting on a big show over there. So I think they've gotten kind of caught up in the limelights. Um, so whenever somebody said that they're a 10 point favorite in the, the actual championship, whoever comes out of the West, uh, I. Yeah. That, that, re- repeat that. Cause Rob didn't hear that. I, 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 here, did not hear I, that. I lost the bet on who would, who would be disparaging to Devon Gray more. I'm going to win this bet. Rob, so, did you hear what, what Joey just said? I heard what Joey just said. But I've never heard that before. Joey, repeat what uh, 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 a, a fall championship winning quarterback said about the hypothetical West versus East. Fall. He he must be losing some sleep and he must be delusional, man, <laughs> uh, especially being an insomniac and everything like that. Um, but he said whoever comes out of the West is a 10 point favorite over whatever team comes out of the East. Yeah, I definitely didn't if hear that, that bullshit. If that does Hard not miss. add fuel to I the fire. I didn't hear that bullshit. Well, um, and to be fair to Derek Duncan and the other side of the ball, the way the question was phrased was, what do you think the point spread would be in favor of the East? Right, Joey? I, because I think the way the – Rob and Matt, the way the question was phrased on their show, and check out the other side of the ball, also wherever podcasts are sold and shown and all that other stuff. But the way the question was phrased is that Derek was saying, well, they are the champs. They are the defending region that has always won, basically, right? What do you think would be a fair point spread? And then the response was us by 10. So, Joe, you uh, you guys you guys think we could maybe, you know, keep bothering them and get a get a get an Orlando ghost versus the old uh, Vegas Insomniacs little matchup? I think that could be fun, no? I would, uh, I would love to see that. I've been Thanks. championing that on our podcast. Every every episode I've been trying to push that state versus state game wanting Vegas oh. to come down. Every single episode. Long time least, listener, first time caller. Towards time towards caller. the end, towards the end of every episode, I, I put that out there. If I have a guest on, I ask them, you know, especially when I've had when I had them on, I had um oh I had Trey Robinson and the coach of the pit bosses on. And um, I asked them that question directly. I said, hey, would you guys want to come out here? And of course they said, yeah, but. Well, and, and they're such great friends that obviously they were uh, you know, in lockstep. With what Psych! I, I think, I you know, Rob, the three-on-one I, I, podcast I, is going so to bring Psych back. It's so cold in the D. 
So <laughs> I, I threw you that alley oop. There's Corey Hansen singing. So, so to to be clear, right? Mm. What would be the point spread for the Orlando Ghosts versus the the team that we saw win the championship, right? And okay. and and the and the roster that was constituted because it's tough to say like you know who the Insomniacs are going to be based on all the roster names and what Joey's yeah. talking about with this. I, oh, I've got something about that, by the way, that I got to talk about. Well, I, I kind of know who it is, but I'm not reporting it. Um, I think it's more of a surprise that – or I'll just let Matt report it, and then he's the the, the shefty. But what would be the point spread for the team that we saw win the championship in a great game, which was was action-packed? And I saw a lot of great talent, and, and I don't necessarily agree with everything that is said about the Vegas division. I just like to uh, – you know, stoke the fire here on our show because it's yeah. more entertaining. We talked about Trey saying that a 10-point favorite West over East in the hypothetical chip matchup this year. What would be your guys' line for the Orlando Ghosts versus the Vegas Pit Bosses if you faced their roster that was currently constituted um, then when they won the chip, the fall chip, if you guys played week one, the Ghosts 14. versus the Pit Boss? Yeah, two, two scores, two scores. Wow. And do you guys think you would cover easily? I think it'd be that back would be and forth. Tough. But yeah, we cover would, easily. And I'll give you two answers. I'll give you the respectable answer and I'll give you, you know, the spicy answer. Spicy answer is we're beating them by two, at least two. And that's if, you know, we let the, you know, third string get in towards the end. Honestly. That's if, you know, that's the spicy answer if you want. But if I'm going to give you a bit more <laughs> of a nuanced answer, I think that if we play that game, and again, what you see on film, like I said, I'm a big film guy. If what we see on film is what they bring, I mean, it's it's going to be that type of game. Um, we'll probably they'll probably get some scores just because in any kind of fight, you're going to feel each other out. First couple, you know, drives they may get an early score. We'll get an early score, and then from then on, once you settle in, especially after halftime, and those adjustments are put in. I, I, I don't see the game being that, that tight anymore. I think that's when you'll pull away. And that's Joey, Joey, as an Ohio native, are you more concerned about the Cincinnati chaos that we're calling out BIC or Who? a team from Vegas? Who? Who? <laughs> exactly. Chaos. Oh, goodness gracious. I, I mean, considering I don't, I, I've never even heard of these guys, I would be more considerate of the heist of anybody. Uh, they're, they're a more physical team. I think. 10 times more physical than uh, any Vegas team out there, uh, especially Mr. Chambers running the rock. Uh, we, 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 we got to feel that firsthand um, him and the quarterback over there. They're, they're the real deal. Marshall, and, yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're definitely decent, especially going into their territory. Yeah, but it, in, yeah, but they were, the, and I like their team, but they they weren't the best Ohio team like head to head. They lost to the, to, to the QC crush. I don't know how, honestly, yeah, the crush I heard did not show up um, fully staffed to face the the winways because that was a winway that day. That was not a bag. That was a win. Yeah, no. The I think the Ohio division um, is definitely both Ohio, California um, are definitely doing a little too much talking. I, I don't think Boston is saying much, and I think they're going about it the right way, especially since they're going to be you know fed to the wolves. I, I, I'm not a big fan of what they did to them on that schedule. Nah, that schedule's crazy. But the only benefit for them is BIC and the you have to go over there. So, you know what I'm saying? They might sneak one out. But I think they'll be doing a lot of talking. Like, their fans suck. You know how Boston fans are. Well, Denzel you know said what? Denzel Hold said on, let he's me ask about Rob, having a lot Rob, of Rob, what are they going to sneak? What are they going to sneak? You said sneak what? Sneak what? Score? 
They're gonna sneak. What you said? They're gonna sneak. Yeah, score. Okay. Not a win. Not a win. No, no, not a win. You want to hear Rob's take on on the the records of these teams? You can check out last week's uh, podcast. Uh, he ran a five nine. I think it was called. Yeah, <laughs> yes, last week's episode. He, he ran about a five nine. <laughs> so, Fox so what's your what, what's five nine? That's worse than anything I did to him on our show. Jesus. What's uh what's your guys' uh input on a Orlando Ghost Pit Bosses fully staffed fall game? That's I'll a good go way first. to turn I'll, it. I'll go, for, I'll go first. I'll go first. And the reason why I go first, I haven't seen enough of the ghosts to ever speak on them the way Corey has or the way Matt has. I really haven't seen the ghost the way I would like to see the ghost on like a you know on a big stage versus a big team because when you guys were playing the night crawlers and you know going through the gauntlet over there I didn't know who the hell the night crawlers were I thought they were trash too I'm like oh whoever you know I'm waiting for Lauren whatever his name is to come out of there like he did the year before it and that's his he ended up name, by the way so just so oh okay okay I yeah. always thought it was his I have a bad habit no, at of the Facebook people listen the Facebook right. thing I call it, people there you called him call B.I.C. Meisner earlier you have yeah, a thing I have a thing, bro. If that's your Facebook name, I, I just went to the gym, saw, super sidebar. I called this dude his Facebook name. He's like, bro, you know that's not my name, right? I said, bro, how am I supposed to know that? Like, <laughs> that's the name I see every time I see It's like you. when we did the fantasy draft, you wanted to draft Sly Washington, but his Facebook name is D Saw Bud Strongshoulder or something. So it's I like, don't know I, I'm bad, bro. I'm, I'm terrible. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen enough of the ghosts. I really haven't, and I would love to. Like, I want to see you guys play a top five team so I can really get a, a gist of what you guys can do. Or or even see you guys play the Nightcrawlers. That would be fine, too. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I would love to see the ghosts versus the you, or even the animals, the new-look animals, or Snow Tribe. It gives me a better – it'll give me a better gist of who you guys really are. You get what I'm saying? So that's my take on it. Would love for our film to be out there a lot more too. So right, <laughs> well, this start year, with that. This I'd year that's going to be a do thing. it a little bit better than they've been doing it. Woody. Yeah. No, this not year specifically. That's not what I said, what I said guys. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not anyone's fault other than the people that are standing in front of the camera looking at birds and shit. And it's like that's oh, tough. Seagull. Anyway. And we're missing good runs from Joey because he broke the pocket and he's, he's faster than the end anyway. So even though he should have stayed in the pocket, he's still faster. Than him. Yo, and then Joey's he trucks fast, some yeah. Joey, you're fast. All right. this People are going to take this the wrong way, but Joey's play style kind of reminds me, Rob, of Alex Vargas. He's, he's, pause. He's got those, he's got those wide shoulders. He's going to truck somebody, but he also throws a nice, firm tight spiral this is a weird ass conversation i don't know why firm was involved but he's throwing a nice tight spiral to like you know they they like that rollout type of situation get them isolated on on the edge right guys am he, I, am he I likes to roll out he likes to roll out right. well <laughs> it's not designed to roll out thanks joey. It, it, joey. it was it was joey. by nature joey you you complete <laughs> about you complete in, in this league you complete either 50 or above that's that's saying something so i i think uh, honestly uh you know a lot of people disparage that that quarterback joey so don't take that as a as, I, do, as a, I don't as a know why he's, i don't know he's why a championship i don't know why. winning quarterback in this yeah, league. Uh, no, the, the reason is because they don't like his face and, and i don't fun. care i don't care i would have but as a player him. that dude is, is a boss and i think uh what i would do to answer to answer your question joey and woody um i saw that game like live and in person, I saw what was happening like in my face. And I have a lot of respect for the kryptonite roster that was there that night. 
and the pit boss roster that was there that night. And the pit boss roster that was there included a bunch of guys that are from the force, a bunch of guys that are now going to be, you know, in, in that new team sick with it. And then insomniacs, a lot of those guys, um, basically all of those guys are not pit bosses anymore. But the point is, is I think that that game would be a lot tighter than you guys would expect, because I think the disrespect for the Vegas division might be grounded in what we saw from the force last year, which the force, let's be honest, guys, the force were in the same position that the A team were in. Right. Mm-hmm. And all these, all these conversations that we're having about uh, the, the, the new quarterback for the hat that Joey's wearing in the O-Town orange and, and what, it was like for that, you know, year one championship team headed into year two, when now the talent level is increased with all of the rosters, right? Cause it wasn't just the ghosts that got better. It was the A team didn't get better. The, the, the ghosts did get better. You guys were facing teams like the Covenant ice and, and the QC crush, which were better than the A team. So it's, it's that champion team and coach Mac loves me guys. Right. So he's going to love what I'm saying now. So that championship team from year one, isn't necessarily the, the, the best team now when the, the, the division is now more loaded with more talent in year two. I don't know how much that matters. And I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Cause most of those guys were here the year before and got their ass kicked by that championship team. That's that didn't do it. So it's like, even, even if it's like a slightly unfair bar, the force is still the, the force didn't kick ass. They were seven and one. But remember, Coach Bartley talks about it all the time. The three and four pit bosses with nine guys only lost to them 25 to 13. Why do people care about shit like that? That's but what you're saying is, is that the force ran through the division as if they were by far and away the team that blew everybody. But it, but it was a little bit closer to the competition level. You're, even though, but you're telling and that makes it even worse if that like I said, if the force is the bar. And they're the, the highest were the bar, right? Just like that, the 18 listen, year one were out. the bar. Hear me out. If the force were the bar and everyone that's in the league now was there the year before, then that's all we have to go over. Like there's nothing else we could really say as far as what they can do, what they can't, what they can do is their, their last year's champ is the best they can do. Because again, these dudes are excited over a fucking fall brawl chip. It was fall, bro. Nobody counts those. I, Woody would know. Woody knows. We don't count listen, fall brawl chips. Listen, at if all. I, if I want a fall trip, you already know Corey Hammond would be mentioning his fall chip. Woody, Woody was part of the fall brawl all-star championship team, the Savage. They've they've won more falls than anyone. No one cares. No one. Because it doesn't mean anything. Because after the fall, all these same players, all these same teams split up, and it's it just doesn't look the same. Spring is where it's at. If you want a spring chip, I have more respect for that. A fall is it's a little tournament. I, you had fun. Cool. You introduce new guys in the fall. That's how it used to be. And then the spring is where you really bring in your, your ringers. So all this, you know, you know, the forces and all this other old pit bosses. I don't care about these guys. The force are the standard. And they got destroyed. So what else is there that what else does a Northeast team have to look at? except the way BIC manhandled the force. Well, what I'm saying is, is that a team, a dude got his pants snatched against the U. He, they got destroyed And then year too. two, and then year two, 
different teams showed up in the Nightcrawlers. It wasn't the, it wasn't Dem Forces from from the the Florida team, division, right? But before it was the another new team. Before the Nightcrawlers did what they did, the A team is still the bar that was set. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that's still the bar. Now the Nightcrawlers did that. That's the bar. There's no there's no discussion. What I'm that's saying is, is that to answer Joey's question is the bar that I saw from the pit bosses to me felt like it was a higher bar than what I saw in, in the force versus BSC. It was basically oh, you just saying. want, you just want Florida to kick their ass. That's really what you're trying to do. I get it. I get it. You want Florida to win secretly. I get it. So, so I think, I think what Rob's saying is, is that you would take the Orlando ghosts over the pit bosses. Hell Yeah. All right, so let let me just be a jerk, Joey and Woody, because on your show, I also picked the Vegas podcast because they had me on more times by default, which is a Corey Hammond answer. He did. He did. He did. did. That's a Corey Hammond answer, if if not a a Corey Hammond answer has ever been, right? Corey, I can listen to myself. You'd fit in perfectly over in Vegas being the diva you are right now. I went over there. Exactly. So that being said, Matt, you're the tiebreaker. If you got the Orlando Ghosts versus Dem Pit Bosses, who you got as the tiebreaker from three on one? Um, it comes down to who'd play the more disciplined football, to be completely honest. Because the Pit Bosses, if we're talking about the team that walked out of the fall with the chip and not the team that imploded like the Kingdom, allegedly, um, I can give the ghosts the win by one touchdown because mm-hmm. I need to see more of the ghosts. I need to see more of what that team can do on offense and defense, losing Mark Cooper, you know, having Mark Cooper out of the division in general is a boon for Vegas. They get another great wide receiver, someone with speed and someone who can add to whatever team he's on. Right. But- <laughs> yeah. Look at these guys. These, these- and, and no disrespect to Mark Cooper because he's my guy, but Joey and Woody, what what string offensive playmaker was he on your guys' roster? Oh no, I'm listen. I told I'll never say a bad uh, word about Mark Cooper, the the football player. And he was definitely first string. Um, he was a jack of all trades. We put him at wide, put him at uh, running back, we put him at quarterback someplace. Had him at defensive end on defense. Had him at corner. Um, the kids, he's a football player. I mean, let me not call him a kid. He's a grown man. Um, the guy's a football player. So I'm not going to, you know, I, I've how made. Do you, how do you think he fares out there in Vegas for uh, well, see, a Vegas, team that's in, in gray and blue? I think. I don't know. I'm not breaking anything yet. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what um, it's going to look like over there. Um, I know he's a team guy, so I know he's going to fit in well as well as well with the guys. Um, on the field, it's just about how they use him. So I don't know where. I haven't seen anything that impressed me as far as scheme-wise. Any plays that was like, oh, that was a great drawn-up play. I see a lot of athletes making plays, sometimes making a good play out of nothing. Corey, you saw it firsthand. There was no – me personally, I didn't see any play where I was like, wow, they schemed that up well. So I don't know how they're going to scheme up Mark and use him to the best of their ability, his ability. So. Mm-hmm. I'm but sure I pissed to- off all the coaches out there. So sorry. I'm not sorry. They were already pissed off about things that we said like six weeks ago. So you're good. Yeah. But to round off my point, the amount of penalties that came out of that game and the, how close it was to a loss for them. Yep. 
makes it hard for me to give them a huge spread against anybody because I think that the ghost can beat the upper echelon, you know, up until the upper echelon of a seven FL Nevada. I think the kryptonite are a tough out the way they were constructed in the fall, just because they have so many different ways to beat you on offense and their defense has a fucking Viking on it. So it's hard to give anybody that. And I think if the Viking doesn't get hurt in that game, we're having a different conversation right now, to be completely honest. But I think that the ghosts on a good day could beat any of those teams out there. I don't think it's a 10 point swing. And either way, I think it's a one score game on either side. And to be completely honest, I think that there's going to be a wake up call in late July. And I think that the Ohio style of football is going to shock a lot of people. And I think that Vegas needs to, reconcile with that fact and if rtc is making the move that i hear he's making and that's the one-two combo for a team that has yet to win a game in the a7 doesn't sleep yeah and does not sleep i think we have a completely different conversation but i want to wrap the podcast here because this has been an awesome conversation and i know people are watching this or listening to this at any point in their lifetime but it is uh, almost bedtime for you, boy. Uh, so I, I think wanna... the most important matchup before you go, Matt, I think the most important matchup for the Orlando Ghosts as we talk about all these hypotheticals is March 26, 2023, guys. Who you guys got? We got the Nightcrawlers game one. And, and I, think that, I think that right there, uh, you know, as excited as I am for the Snow Tribe and the U, I think, guys, that right there is a good way to end the show with these two fine gentlemen thanks for coming on and and check out the parlay but i think we're talking about a lot of hypotheticals but the real real shit is that march 26th 2023 the ghosts might have something to say for the nightcrawlers i'm looking forward to see what you guys bring absolutely i can't wait um when that schedule dropped joey that was my prediction well no that was your prediction of who we were going to have week one so yeah we've already been thinking about it Well, and I was going to ask him about the shirts and stuff, but if you want to act, you know, catch me asking, cause I don't want Joey to change his answer. Cause I want to take the dub. You could check out the parlay on the, on the, what, what was that episode called Woody? Um, I will neither confirm nor deny. I can, I cannot confirm nor deny. But that is the, the even though you can't confirm nor deny, that is the name of the episode. That was so the anyway, name. That I, was the name. So, so I, I am abdicating the uh, asking of the shirt, unless Matt, you want to take over for me. But I think we covered a lot, guys. Thanks for coming we, on. We did. We might as well do the bit, gentlemen. We'll start with with Woody. Uh, what shirt of the three shirts we have at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch? That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. And also, shout out to our new sponsor, Skillshare. We'll have that in the YouTube video for you and also in the podcast. But Skillshare a new sponsor here on the three-on-one podcast and a new sponsor of the American Sevens Football League. So that will be fun. We'll be promoting Skillshare here on the pod the next couple of weeks. But Woody, thick boy season, hus hus, or I'll try. What shirt are you adorning yourself with on week one in an attempt to have it be a good luck charm against Mark Bagway and the Nightcrawlers? Yeah. Um, I'm a dad of three, like I said. Um, so I've been fighting the thick boy season. 
uh, especially being five four. I can't go down there. Can't go down that road. So um, More with my playing style, receiver. yeah, with my playing style being a wide receiver, I'm gonna have to go with my man. You know, Big Rob and get to go with the Hassas man. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> jo- jo- Joseph, right. spoilers, spoilers. He stayed true, but based on the pre-show conversation, I don't know. Maybe Joey's gonna. Let's see. Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. Matt is going to check the shipping. Joey, what you got? <laughs> yeah, Corey, man, I, I got to apologize. You know, I went with you the first time around and uh, I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm a loyal guy. I'm going to stick with your shirt as long as I get it soon. I'll go with the I'll try again. All right. And, and that's the second time that he opened up. You heard him, right? He said, yeah. you know, I know the first time that he did that to me the first time. And he does it the second time, Joey. My heart, Woody. You guys, <laughs> you guys do a, you guys do a great podcast. I will say that. Appreciate Everybody that, that likes ours, check theirs out. Appreciate that. And just a quick sidebar: if y'all ever want a piece of content, take these videos, cut y'all's faces out, and just leave Big Rob and leave a camera on Big Rob. Some of the faces he makes while y'all talking. That's why I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at what was being said. I was laughing at Rob's reactions, man. Yeah, if y'all ever need a bit of content, just go ahead and just do that. Just get right Yo, Woody is blowing my spot, bro. Uh, there are times where I'm hiding, bro. I'm I'm live switching the show. Like right now, it's all five of us on the show. But I'll be looking at Rob's box, like Rob's square in my editor uh, in OBS here. And it'll just be like, I gotta, I gotta cut to Rob. It's like the moment when the cat comes on his shoulder or Corey's baby shows up or, you know, some other dumb shit happens on the Yeah, what the fuck was my baby doing? It's like 11 (laughs) o'clock, bro. Get the fuck out of here. It's late for work. Yo, Corey, chill. <laughs> all, all of mine are down. I don't know what's going on with your kids, man. All of mine are down. For yeah, the mine count. are gone. Mine are gone. Man, That's he did that. He did that. He did that. Fall asleep at six o'clock p.m. thing. Oh no! Nah, wake your ass and up, then, boy. Yeah, no, no, no. But like, realistically, <laughs> when you see that baby, and you're like, no, nah, maybe he'll make it. Yeah. Th- nope. Thankfully, I'm not old like you guys, so I don't have to experience that yet. I have this mustache, which means no one will want to have children with me. So, you know, I got that wow, going. Wow, well, you yeah. haven't found the right one. And if they, if they the right don't mustache? like the mustache. How many no. other options for mustache do I have, Corey? I don't a have lot. Mustache a options. lot. But for the, all those thirsty females out there buying those Thick Boy Season shirts because they got our boy on it, you can hit them up on the DMs. Don't be shy. Hey, I've, seen, Matt, I've seen the orders, man. When you, they, come, they when, you buy- come, when you come down to Florida, Matt, we got you, man. Come to Orlando. We will we'll have we'll have a roster for you. Don't worry about it, man. Right, Joey? We go right down. What was that? The Cowboy? Yo, if he comes here, he probably he's probably not leaving. At least single. What's, the, what, what's, the, what's that hey, bar? What's, Matt, what's that Matt, bar? You you're talking about Cowboys? You, you gotta go check out. Cowboys. Take take Matt down to Cowboys. Matt gonna come I, I got him. Why am I now. what have I what have I done here? Matt, you about to get why? freaky, my boy. <laughs> Matt, yeah. I went out to Vegas and was just keeping it, you know, keeping it PG and everything, because like I'm, I'm married and shit. Yo, go, 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 let these guys take care of you down in Florida. Let's yeah, no, 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 Orlando. We're gonna take you to Cowboys. You'll leave with a baby mama and a half. I promise you. Oh, I can't afford that. I said what I said. Ah, be like everybody that. else and don't pay the child. In this economy. <laughs> That's tinyurl.com. Oh, right. How was that, Stugatz? Did you guys like that one? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. I agree. We're a lot. We're 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 way looser on the parlay. I'm sorry, fellas. My bad. I'm derailing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys see this? This show got derailed two seconds in. This has been oh, a good yeah. episode. This has been a 90 minute shit show, but uh, I want to thank Woody Ness Charles and Joey Bate from the parlay. You can find their podcast wherever you find ours. And as well, please give them a shout on social media. Search the parlay. Guys, what do you say? Say the stars. Say the stars. I love this this sign off. Say it. What does Bomani Jones say? Oh, okay. Yeah. So again, listen to the parlay, fellas. Uh, Please listen and subscribe. Leave a five star review. My man Bomani Jones says, if you leave four stars, we're inclined to believe you are a hater. So go ahead and leave that five-star review. Appreciate y'all, fellas. We out. (laughs) Well, all right. On that note, do what he said. He said it a lot cooler than I would say it. But I do have to do the thing. We will be back on March 26th with the ninth season of the American Sevens Football League. If you have not already made your way to a7fl.tv and bookmark that motherfucker, you're dumb. I don't know what's wrong with you. Please, please, please bookmark that site. We'll be bringing you three games of the week starting March 26th with me, Robin Corey, on the call. We're excited to bring you a7fl1 where you'll be able to see Woody and Joey in action with a7fl highlights and also a7fl.com or go to tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. We'll be live the week before the season. We're just three weeks away. We're under 30 days away from the start of the ninth season of the A7FL. If you're not excited, I don't want to have anything to fucking do with you. But for our guests, Woody Next, Charles and Joey Bate, for Big Rob, Fabian, Bachata, Bob, and Corey Hammond and his 367 children, I'm Matt Ryan reminding you, as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try. Wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. <laughs>